All right, let's talk about longevity for a second. Did you know that 75 to 100% of brain autopsies from Alzheimer's brain banks were found to have Lyme disease? Meaning 75 to 100% of people who died from Alzheimer's, a neurodegenerative disease, when their brains were autopsied, they found the bacteria that is responsible for Lyme disease, known as Borrelia burgdorferi. And these findings are consistent across multiple brain banks and were even confirmed in a recent Harvard review. This makes a very strong case that Alzheimer's, dementia, perhaps to some degree Parkinson's, although there's a stronger pesticide connection there, and cognitive decline may be connected to the bacteria that causes Lyme disease and that bacteria more specifically getting into the brain. There's a lot of talk in the health and biohacking space about longevity. And so-and-so thinks they're going to live to 180, yet somehow looks old for their age. I'm not trying to be a dick here. I'm just stating the obvious. And other people are suggesting molecules like NAD or NMN or practicing fasting to activate longevity pathways. There's even physicians that are talking about using drugs like rapamycin that are known to inhibit and suppress the immune system and how those are being used for longevity by dampening a growth pathway known as mTOR, which seems a little bit counterintuitive, how suppressing the immune system could actually make you live longer. I don't know. We'll see on that one. And this is great and all, but I think we need to kind of address the elephant in the room here. And that is that 80% of us, which means four out of every five people are going to die from just one of three things cancer, heart disease, or neurodegenerative disease, like Alzheimer's, Parkinson's, dementia. That means if you don't know what actually causes cancer, heart disease, neurodegenerative disease, how to test for it because your doctor doesn't, and how to get rid of them and bring the body back into balance, then the odds are you're going to be in that 80% of people dying from one of those three things. And in that case, the only thing we're really biohacking with all these longevity supplements and practices, it's our imagination. I'm not trying to be a dick here. I'm just, I feel like we need to have this conversation and get it out in the open. So this is why I've created our Apex Longevity Code coaching program, where we test you for over 50 different types of cancer. We test you for Lyme disease, parasites, yeast, and fungal infections that have been connected to Alzheimer's, Parkinson's, dementia, cognitive decline, even brain fog and chronic fatigue. And we utilize gold standard labs to assess your cardiovascular and cerebrovascular risk factors, all in one fell swoop, giving you the peace of mind that comes with knowing exactly what's going on in your body and that you are minimizing your risk of the things that kill 80% of people. Again, cancer, heart disease, and neurodegenerative disease. I'll then customize you a program to give you complete control of your longevity and empower you to stay healthy for life. But we don't stop there. But wait, there's more. We'll also measure your biological age. That's different from your chronological age. Your biological age is how old you are at the cellular level and your rate of aging. And then tailor your biohacked game plan so you not only look and feel younger, but you are actually younger biologically at the cellular level by using leading edge tools and practices personalized and customized for you. This is for men over 30 who have more money than time, who want to increase both their lifespan 
and their health span and take control of their body, mind, future, and health. It's especially powerful if you want more energy, a better body, a sharper mind, deeper, more restful sleep, heightened libido, to look years younger, and to feel like you're truly firing on all cylinders. I'm only offering this to a few men who see the value in getting this handled and are in a position to start right away. To be clear, I don't practice medicine. More specifically, I don't examine, diagnose, treat, offer to treat, cure, or attempt to cure any physical or mental disease or disorder. I don't recommend or prescribe any medications or pharmaceutical drugs or recommend any changes in dosages of legally prescribed medications or drugs. The Western medical system has that stuff covered, and it would be illegal for anyone to engage in those practices without a medical license. I use science-based labs to gather data and to quantify your health and risk of all-cause mortality, then provide you with a personalized game plan to live better, longer. All of this so that you're in a better position than the vast majority of people who statistics show will end up dying from either cancer, heart disease, or neurodegenerative disease. So if you're interested in seeing if you're a fit for the Longevity Code coaching program, text your full name and the reason you'd like to be a part of it to 847-989-3743. You can also go to biohackercoaching.com and book a time to talk with myself or someone from my team. That number again is 847-989-3743. And the website is biohackercoaching.com. Thanks for your time. Crystal O'Keefe, welcome to the Biohacking Secrets Show. Hi, thank you very much for having me. I appreciate it. I appreciate you coming on. And I'm excited because I think a lot of our listeners, maybe maybe not in our direct audience, but perhaps, but certainly people they know in their, in their sphere of influence may have had some similar feelings and sentiments and challenges to what we're going to discuss today as we get into your story, where they want exercise to be a more regular part of their life. They want to reap the benefits of exercise, but for some reason, the consistency isn't there. The, 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 the self-delusion, the things holding them back and keeping them from taking that next step and embodying an identity that, you know, where there's nutrition and exercise and community and, you know, taking that next step in their life has been elusive. So I'm excited for you to share a little bit of your story and maybe you could give us your background. You know, how did you get into this? How did your transformation occur? Sure. So, um, I, I am now 44. I'm, I don't mind telling people my age. Uh, some people do, I know. Um, but I, I didn't really start being active until I found Peloton, but it changed that like led to everything changing in my life. And that was in my late thirties. Um, and when that was back in 20, and, and there are, there are no Peloton bikes being sold on this podcast. This is a, 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 a conversation for inspiration. I just want everyone to know, like you're, you're an evangelist because this is completely transformed your life. <laughs> it was, it was a pivot point that kind of like started everything, but it's so much bigger than that. Um, mm-hmm. but, uh, back in 2016, I just had happened across Peloton. And the reason it became such a pivot point is because up until then, I had been exercising here and there, but never on a regular basis. And if I had gotten a regular program in there, it might have only lasted like maybe a month or so at a time. Mm -hmm. 
there were several reasons for that. I mean, one, um, I had a, a kid at home and it's difficult to try to figure out your plan around that. I also worked full time. But at the end of the day, I mean, all of those things are, you know what they say about like, whatever you make important is what's important. That's what you're going to do. And mm -hmm. I didn't know it, but I wasn't making the time. So when I had this ability to bring the bike into my house, what changed for me was that it removed all of the excuses that I had been giving myself. Um, mm. So I no longer would say, well, I don't have time because I could run down to the basement and I could work out for 20 minutes if that's all that I wanted to do. Like mm -hmm. it's hard to, it's hard for somebody not to be able to find 20 minutes in their day. Um, or, you know, before it was like, well, I have to go to the gym and I have to find a parking spot. And then I may not be able to get into the class I want to get into. Uh, yeah. And I could do all that from home. So I didn't have to worry about it, but it was also very or like, what workout am I going to do? Oh, I got to come up with all the different things yes. I'm going to do. And what if I can't get my piece of equipment? Bop, 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 bop. <laughs> yes. Yes. And all the chatter in your head. And I, I've always, I've always kind of been a, a doubter of myself. So it's also just like, well, what if I'm not, what if I'm not pedaling hard enough? I don't know what, how, how hard too hard is, you know, I, I didn't mm -hmm. know any of that. Um, and so as I, as I got into Peloton, I started taking the classes. One, the part that was really cool for me was how engaging it was. I, because I liked going to the studio and taking classes in person. So I was surprised that I enjoyed doing that at home. But then the other thing was I kept seeing the same people in the classes over and over again. And because they had like a Facebook community, I would see all these people posting their workouts in a Facebook community. And I saw that people were struggling with like really difficult things. They were going through cancer. There were people on chemo that were getting on the bike every day. There were people that had special needs children. There were people that had two and three jobs and still getting on the bike every day. And what it made me realize was that I had been standing in my own way, that mm -hmm. I was the person that was creating the excuses and that, yeah, it's hard. It, it's definitely difficult to, to get up there and make yourself work out every day. But at the end of the day, it was a choice I was making. Yeah. So it kind of changed my perception of that. It almost kind of held you up to the mirror and it was did. like, now do you see how much you've been BSing yourself? Yes, exactly. And you're like, I do, I do. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> got it. I got it. <laughs> yeah. I, we all do it. And it's like, I explain that sometimes when I'm talking to clients and I'm like, look, I'm sure there are people out there that like wake up, you know, farting butterflies and excited for their morning workout when, you know, they didn't get enough sleep. I'm like, I'm not one of them. I don't know any of them. You know, yeah. most of the time you got to flex a little bit of discipline, a little bit of willpower, a little bit of commitment. It doesn't really matter if you're like excited and jazzed to work out, get it done and show up. And the sense of accomplishment that you have afterwards and the fact that you put in 20 minutes or 60 minutes and the other 23 hours of your day are better. That's sort of what keeps you going. But don't have all these expectations and rules and things like that. Just get it done. And if, if yes. you got to take steps to confront your bullshit, then do it. Yeah. So good on you. Cause a lot of, a lot of people, you know, I'm sure have bought Pelotons and still just like the lies more. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that's true. I'm sure. I mean, you could, you could do anything, right? You could, yeah. you could have a full blown membership. You could have a gym membership next to your house and still, mm -hmm. still do that. Like anybody can create any of those excuses. It's, it's, it's exactly what you said. It's confronting it and realizing you're the one that's in charge of it at the end of the day. 
Mm-hmm. Did that happen quickly for you or was it a gradual process? Um, it Well, in one sense, it happened quickly in that I was hooked. Like it was fun. And I had always mm-hmm. enjoyed spin classes at any studio. So that that made sense. But it was also slow in that it kept making me more curious what else I could do. So, for example, the first thing that happened was I lost weight. But then um, I wanted I was like, oh, well, now I want to figure out like how strong can I get? How how far? can I run? I had friends that, you know, that I had met through the community that were like, Hey, we're doing this, uh, af- this half Ironman relay in Atlantic city. And I live in Missouri. I live in the middle of the country. So they were like, you should come with us. And that's like, I'd never met these people. And so, you know, I decided to jump on a plane and go halfway across the country sight unseen to, to run 13 miles when I'd never run a mile. So I had to do all this training before that, but it made me jump in. It made, Mm -hmm. it's the community that kind of like pushed me a little bit further. And then that made me think, well, what else can I do? Can I, can I start lifting weights and get stronger so that I can, you know, everything I've read is I've done more research, you know, weightlifting is really one of the big things and how you stay young, you know, cardio, Cardio can help you lose weight. It can help you feel good, but also weightlifting is incredibly important. And so then I ended up getting a tonal and no, this isn't an advertisement for tonal either. But, um, but the thing is, is that going to the gym is intimidating. What, what is it? What is a tonal? What's a tonal? So, um, it's, it's like having a personal trainer that's attached to your wall. Um, so you've oh, probably yeah. seen the devices that are like on your wall. And this has two arms that come out from it. And it's all electromagnetic weights. So you are able to change the weights. You're able to use it like a cable machine at the gym. But mm-hmm. it's all done with electromagnetics. So you don't have a bunch of different weights laying around. You don't have all these different attachments laying around. It's um, It has all the things like pushing and pulling motions. You can do deadlifts and squats and all of the things, but you're doing it just with one device and it memorizes like what you, what weight you last lifted, what your one rep max is. Uh, so it keeps all of that information stored in it. And then it helps you the next time you do a workout, it helps you by increasing that pound, like how much you're lifting by one pound every time you work mm. out. It's like, oh, you successfully did this three times. So I'm going to go ahead and increase the weight one pound and having those one pound increments has been life-changing for me. Wow. So does it, so there's like a personal trainer there talking you through it or showing you how it's, it's done. They're, they're on a your, screen. They're yeah. on a screen. Yeah. Um, and they have like programming that's built in. So they are able to walk you through it verbally on the screen. Can you choose a personal trainer that's like super encouraging or a personal trainer that like belittles you and shames you into <laughs> doing an extra rep or set? <laughs> they do not have any belittling uh, no. coaches. They, no, no belittling coaches. They do they have coaches like that a, are tougher an than Edith others. Bevick setting or something. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure some people are into it. I'm sure. I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> Get out of bed, you lazy POS. It's time for your tonal workout. All right. So that's cool. Um, so you've got a tonal. And then I'm sure most people are familiar with the Peloton. But could you give us an overview? Like, I know there's a screen. I know there's a, a, a trainer on there that's like leading the class. How do you know other people? Like, how do you connect with other people in the class? Does it show their faces or like, how does, how does all that work? I've never done a Peloton class. 
Yeah, no, that's those are all great questions. Um, so you see their leaderboard name. You can put any name that you want on there that is not taken already. Um, mm-hmm. And so you see, you can, and then you can filter by things like people near you, where you live, or people that are in the same age range as you. Um, back when I first got my Peloton, um, the classes were small enough that I really didn't need to filter by anything. Um, and everybody kind of like has their time that they work out. So what I used to do was work out with the 6 a.m. crew. So everybody would work out at 6 a.m. And you started seeing the same people on the leaderboard over and over again. You'd recognize their names. Then um, in the Facebook community group that Peloton has, you would see people would post, but then at the very end of their post, they would include their leaderboard name. So you start being Mm. able to put Oh, so like my friend Fred, his name is the Fred on the leaderboard and his name is Fred Wachter, you know, so you kind of start to put that together with people and um, that's how you kind of make friends. Okay, cool. And I'm assuming, correct me if I'm wrong, that you chose 6 a.m. because you have a kid at home and you work all the time. Yes. You're like, I need to do it at 6 a.m. if I'm going to do it. Yeah, I uh, I quickly found out one of my excuses was um, that I didn't uh, I didn't feel like it. I never had energy after work. So if the workout did not occur before work, it was not going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I always did that before work. And I had a very corporate job at the time. I was a corporate project manager, and so um, you know I had to dress really professional and I had to have everything done. So sometimes that meant late nights and. And it was just very stressful to try to have a workout regimen that I could be really committed to unless I got it done in the morning. Absolutely. So it's 2016. You're around 38-ish, never ran more than a mile, didn't work consistently working out, anything like that. Can you just give us an overview of where your health was at in like body, mind, and spirit pre-Peloton? Sure. Um, I, I have battled anxiety and depression a lot of my life. Um, and I really didn't even know that that's what I was doing, that I was battling anxiety and depression. Um, so I was untreated. And, uh, so I probably wasn't in the best spirits. I had had a divorce I went through in 2014, um, 2012, something like that. And, um, that of course takes a big toll on you. I had to move. I had to change everything about my life. And, um, when I did all that, you know, it, I feel like when you go through something that like a big life change, doesn't matter what it is, um, you kind of reevaluate your priorities and you also just re like there's a time period where you're going through it where it's literally just one foot in front of the other. And yeah. some people call it like survival mode where you're not really thinking about the big picture. You're just like, I just got to get through today. I just got to mm-hmm. get through today. I was past that point of my life of like going through things, but I also felt like, okay, now my life is like back together, but I don't really have like all the things in place. You picture how your life is going to look. And I didn't Mm -hmm. look the way I wanted it to look. So I didn't Mm -hmm. feel really great. Um, I definitely was not in what I would call good shape. And I felt like my life was kind of slipping by without really putting the direction it that I wanted to put. So I was just kind of living. I wasn't really... I wasn't the one making my life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. And then when you started doing Peloton, the weight loss you'd mentioned, how did it affect your mental health? 
It was it was really weird um, because on the one hand, I felt great. Like I was really happy and uh, very, it felt very uh, liberating. On the other hand, like I would look in the mirror and it was very disconnected with the person that I thought that I had in my head. Um, it didn't match. And so it took some time for me to like reconcile that the person in the mirror was actually me. That took mm. some time. Yeah. What's up with that? I mean, we all do that. It's, is, is it, what do you think it is? Is it that we're just, our, our society is so ingrained for us to live, you know, from our neck up in our head rather than our heart, that it's easy for us to like brush things under the rug and not confront the physical reality of our health and appearance. Like what was going on with you at least? Yeah, I think for me, it was like a lag time. Like I had made all these changes to my life and how I felt, but I didn't recognize the person in the mirror because I had been overweight for so long. I'd been sedentary for so long that the person that I felt like I was in my head didn't match the person on the outside of me. It's like the person in my head was this person who was overweight and kind of like depressed, like an Eeyore kind of personality. Mm -hmm. But when I looked in the mirror, that wasn't really who I was anymore. And it also wasn't how I felt. It wasn't how I comported myself anymore. And Mm -hmm. so it, it had to kind of, I had to kind of wait a little bit for that to that shift to mm, kind okay. of catch up. I got gotcha. you. All right, cool. And then, um, so what what does your weekly training look like now? You've got you've got the Peloton bike, you've got the treadmill, you've got the tonal machine. Is it just those three things? What type of split are we we looking at? What's been working well for you? Well, um, right now I'm actually training to do my first ever like large event. So for me, it's large. Um, I'm going to be doing the uh, Big Sur 21 mile um, in April. Uh, So I've already started training for that because I am incredibly slow um, when I run. And um, so what I'm trying to do, what's that? I enjoy running slow. I I like running slow, but I'd like to have the ability to run fast. Right. Uh, I I can can um, run fast when I'm chased. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, whenever you do the Big Sur, if you do the entire marathon, they have a cutoff time of 13 minutes and 45 seconds per mile, which Mm. doesn't sound all that terrible. But there are huge portions of Big Sur that are on a hill and Mm. and it's a very big incline and there's wind in your face the entire time. So you have kind of two things going against you. So it's Mm. it's one of the more challenging marathons that you can do. I know I don't think that there's any way that I can do um, that many miles at 1345. And you have to guarantee that you're going to get the cutoff. If you don't, they just pull you off the course and there's no medal. And that would be the saddest thing ever. So um, I signed up for the 21 mile. Yeah, they just take it from you. They just take it. (laughs) (laughs) I think I would cry. (laughs) All that work for nothing. Um, So I decided to do the 21 mile because they start you five miles later. But they start you at the exact same time as the marathoners. So that means that you have 18 minutes a mile to finish, which I believe I can do that because that's a pretty that's a pretty good walking pace for me. I can do that. Um, so I'm going to try to run it and uh, we'll see how that goes. But right now, because I'm focused on training, um, I am running four days a week. 
And I have like a sprints day. I have a day where I have most of my days are just endurance. And then I have another day that's all hills. Um, And then I do the bike on one of my recovery days. And then um, for tonal, I have a, I do, I've been trying to do kind of more of the heavier weights, lower reps. And so I've been doing that four to five times a week to help me get strong, to be able to continue increasing my speed while I'm running. So that's what, that's what everything looks like right now. Very cool. Sounds fun. So in early 2022, almost out of nowhere, I started experiencing massive changes in my body and mental health. My hair was thinning and falling out faster than ever before. I was experiencing mood fluctuations, I was putting on body fat, losing strength and muscle mass. I was even having a harder time remembering certain people's names and things that I knew I knew. My face looked older and I had more wrinkles and there was a noticeable decrease in my sex drive. And then one of the guests that I had on our podcast introduced me to a product called BioPro Plus that naturally boosts your IGF-1 and human growth hormone levels. If you haven't listened to that episode, go back and check out episode 265 on how to increase HGH, boost libido, and experience 68% better recovery with Dustin Baker. BioPro Plus contains a combination of powerful natural ingredients for boosting HGH, human growth hormone, and IGF-1, like elk antler, tribulus, and shilajit, all in their purest and most potent forms. What's interesting is elk antlers are the only mammalian appendage capable of continuous regeneration. These antlers grow an inch or more per day and have the fastest growth rate of any organ in the animal kingdom. I started taking one glass vial every morning and holding it under my tongue for 90 seconds before swallowing. And before I'd even finished my first kit, I was getting compliments on my skin and how I looked five to 10 years younger. You can even go back and look at some of my social media videos from earlier this year and you'll see how big of a difference there is. Since then, my energy has increased. I feel more motivated. My libido and sex drive came back. I've been losing fat. I'm stronger and recovering faster from my workouts. And my hair is coming in thicker and even stopped falling out. If my story resonates with you, I highly recommend you try BioPro Plus for yourself. When you feel it, you'll understand what I'm talking about. And for a limited time, you can save $30 on your order by going to bioproteintech.com and entering discount code biohacks. That's B-I-O-P-R-O-T-E-I-N-T-E-C-H.com and discount code B-I-O-H-A-C-K-S. Now back to the show. How has the role of challenges or like challenging yourself shifted from 2016 to now? Wow. Uh, That's, that's a really good question. So I am naturally a very introverted person. One of the biggest things that has shifted in my life is that um, we ended up starting a podcast about Peloton. Uh, My husband is my co-host. So that's where the we comes from. And I was super uncomfortable the, with the that. The clip out, correct? Yes, it is called the clip out. Yes. The clip out. And um, our listeners, you guys can check it out at theclipout.com. Yes. Yes. Cool. So the interesting thing about that is that when you're an introverted person, it does not occur to you that you can talk into a microphone and other people want to listen to you, or it sounds very terrifying. And for me, it was definitely terrifying. That was a really big challenge. And then um, getting comfortable with that and also the physical challenges. Um, you know, it's funny, like now, like I have between my husband and I, we have a blended family. We have two, two boys and a girl and none of them 
are active at all. Like nobody in our house wants to be active. Uh, my husband only started getting active in the last year and a half or maybe two years now. And uh, he uses the tonal, but won't do any cardio whatsoever. Um, and it's been really interesting to see how if we go somewhere, let's say Disney World, and you're walking around all day, that I don't consider that challenging at all. I could walk for for days and it doesn't bother me, but everybody else is exhausted by the end of the day. So it's been very interesting to see what consists of a challenge now. And um, every year on my birthday, I do something that is what I would consider a big thing. A couple of years ago on my 42nd birthday, I did, um, I did an entire marathon because that was 42 kilometers. So I try to do mm. something big to just like physically, because who knows how long I'll be able to. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. That's cool. And um, how has this transformation like impacted your nutrition? And it sounds like you respond very well to an automation of exercise, right? Kind of just making it as turnkey and as low friction as possible. Have yes. you been able to apply some of those same principles or preferences to your nutrition? I have. Um, I, I have actually been able to. Um, one of the segments we have on the clip out is called MetPro. Um, there is a gentleman that joins our um, our show weekly, and he it's Angelo who founded MetPro. But what he does is he trains people, and, and he either helps them with their nutrition or their physical fitness or both, whatever their needs are. But specifically, he helped me understand what so many people now refer to as reverse dieting or what like bodybuilders do where you have the revving and cutting cycles. Um, and I, first of all, didn't even know that was a thing. Um, and second of all, the ability to be able to kind of tweak my my food anytime that I need to change something it, it can be very small changes. And so I have gotten much better with that. I can tell you exactly how many carbs that I need to eat. Um, or if I want to um, kind of do a revving cycle and then a cut, I can do all that by just eating really, really whole nutritious foods. It's like I was eating everything wrong before and I had giant amount of carbs and I've totally learned so much about how carbs are not bad. I don't mean to say that at all, but it's also, I was eating way more than I needed. So having, having that ability also really helped me. How many carbs were you eating? Like what was oh your gosh. nutrition like? I mean, my nutrition was whatever I wanted to eat when I wanted to eat it. That was mm. what my nutrition was. And I okay. have an incredible sweet tooth. So, um, you know, I would, I would try to eat less and less and I might only eat once or twice a day. Um, mm -hmm. because at some point I heard that internet intermittent fasting was good for you. So, you know, I, I think by the time I found MetPro, I was down to eating like 1100 calories a day and I was working out six days a week. And yes, I had lost weight, but I couldn't lose any more weight. Um, mm -hmm. and, um, I was very frustrated. Um, and I was kind of crabby all the time because I wasn't eating good food. So it would literally be like, Oh, I'll go to McDonald's and have uh, one of those grilled chicken sandwiches because that's not terrible. And then, um, oh, does somebody want to go to Andy's frozen custard for dessert? Okay, sure. And um, and then for breakfast, I would have, you know, a bowl of cereal with milk in it and not think anything of it and not be measuring anything or paying attention to anything. Nothing like awful. Just kind, if you kind of eating like what the, what the TV tells us to eat. Yeah, exactly. Whatever <laughs> sounded good was exactly what I ate. Yeah. <laughs> And then, and then explain MetPro and like how that shifted things for you. Sure. So MetPro, what they do is they have an approach where 
they kind of do this baseline test and they give you, um, I don't know, everybody kind of gets the same food for like 72 hours. And then it's like, did you, did you gain weight? Did you lose weight? Or did you stay the same? Depending on how your body responds to that, then what they're going to do is tweak your uh, intake a little bit. Um, at the beginning, usually what we're kind of trying to do is is go down just because they want people to lose a little bit of weight. But then um, after you've achieved that and we've, you've kind of gotten your blood sugar evened out, you eat about five times a day. They have all these meal plans and not there's no buying anything. There's nothing like that. Um, but it's like, they give you all of these food choices that are things like vegetables. You should be eating more vegetables. You should be eating more fruits. And they they have all these choices built into the meal. So if you want to use like their app, it's going to say you have to have so many vegetables during your meal. That was very eye opening to me because I was definitely not eating um enough vegetables and I was eating like a huge thing of rice or because brown rice is healthy, right? So I would eat a huge thing of brown rice, but I wouldn't have any vegetables with it. Um, so understanding that, understanding fruit, um, that it's okay to have fruit and that you can have that for a snack. So having half an apple and a table, two tablespoons of peanut butter is is really healthy and way better than eating one of those bars that, <laughs> that everybody tries to sell you. <laughs> Um, okay. So just kind of learning almost the fundamentals about everything. And then they start increasing your food and you end up not gaining any weight while they increase your food. And then they'll cut it back down and help you lose some weight. And then you kind of keep repeating that process. Cool. So where were you carb wise before and where are you carb wise now? So um, right now, I don't know how many carbs I was eating before. I just know it was a lot. I just know that most of my diet was carbs. I didn't measure anything. Um, I, and now I eat about, um, on my lower plans, I eat about 120 to 25 grams of carbs a day. Um, on the lowest plan, it's probably about 90 carbs a day. And then like whenever I'm in the middle of a revving cycle, it could go as high as like 245 grams of carbs a day. And is there fasting still integrated in your weekly or monthly nutrition template? Is there any time restricted eating or is it five meals a day every day? It's it's five meals a day every day. The only time restriction that I ever see in there is um, if it's like, okay, well, we have you on the lower end of carbs. So when it's on the lower end of carbs, you end up not eating any carbs for dinner. Uh, you have so that is kind of time time gated because your last meal with carbs and it would be your afternoon snack. Then you would go from afternoon snack till the next morning without having any carbs. Um, and of course, you, they don't want you to eat after dinner. They want you to have your snacks in the middle of the day, not late at night, um, to give your body a chance to um, digest those. But the best part about it is it's very lifestyle driven. So um, for instance, my husband, he's been doing Met Pro too, and he doesn't eat any fruits or vegetable. Like it's it's insane. I have no idea how he's even alive because he eats zero <laughs> fruits and vegetables. Um, and they helped him like create a plan where um, he will have, let's say, uh, taco meat. And then he'll like drown it in like ragu, the plain ragu with no added sugar. Mm -hmm. And that's his vegetable or fruit. <laughs> <laughs> it's getting, getting a lot of lycopene. Exactly. <laughs> this guy's got well anyway, okay, awesome. Um so let's say there's someone listening that feels similar to the way that you felt, you know, six years ago. They they're just not getting it done. They've got a lot of reasons, excuses, whatever we want to call them. 
bullshit. (laughs) 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 And they need to make a change. Like, how do you, how do you bridge that gap from that point? What do you tell them? Like, is there, Hey, you got to get a Peloton and you got to, you got to get on that thing three times a week. And you know how, like, how does this all work? I I don't think that there's a specific thing somebody's got to do. What I think is what you will do. That's what you should do. So Mm -hmm. in other words, I really liked spinning classes. So Peloton was a perfect match for me because it allowed me to um, do something that I already found fun. But if you're a person who doesn't know what you like, then what I suggest is that you... Um, You either go to the gym and try out a whole bunch of different kinds of classes and machines, Mm -hmm. see what you enjoy, or there's like a billion online platforms that you could try and it doesn't have to be Peloton. They have an app that you can use and you can try all of their classes just on the app. You don't have to buy any equipment or Apple Fitness has kind of the same thing where you don't have to buy any equipment. You can use their programming um, on any of their online platforms. And another thing you could do is get a couple of sessions with a personal trainer. Um, Mm -hmm. Try out some different things. But above all, do something that's fun because that's Mm -hmm. going to keep you coming back regardless of what it is. Definitely. And it's all of us, like when you start prioritizing truth in your life, then you can figure out where are the what are the things that you need to do to sort of as Tony Robbins says get leverage on yourself. Like I go through phases where sometimes I'll want to program my own workouts, but like right now I'm going through one where I'm like, you know what? If I book a class at Lifetime, and then I will show up, and then I will do usually more than I would do on my own, right? Because yep. like if I just put on me personally, if I just put on like a yoga workout on Gaia or something, it might be a 60 minute workout. And I'm like 30 minutes in, I'm like, I feel pretty good. And I want to go do that thing that's work related over there. And then I can book. You can't just leave in the middle of a class, right? So I've been enjoying like experimenting with all these different types of classes and hot yoga. And I did like a cardio and weights one today. And you know what I mean? So it's like, it's different for everybody, but you want to kind of figure out like what allows you to show up for the things that you want to do for yourself. And are there little tweaks that you could make to turn a 20 minute workout into a 40 minute workout? Or like, you know, you push yourself a little bit harder because you don't want to be the only person in class not doing anything, you know, absolutely not, not moving around, <laughs> giving yeah. it a, giving it a, a, an honest effort. Yeah, I I think that I think that the experimentation is the key there. I think that when when you're not sure what drives you to be your best, that's where you have to do the experimentation because like for me the gym was very intimidating. That's why I didn't like to go. I didn't like I didn't like all having all the people there I didn't know and I felt like they were staring at me cuz I didn't know what I was doing and I I know that's not actually true. I know nobody actually cares about anybody else at the gym. Like they're not <laughs> judging them, but that's it doesn't matter because in my head that's how it felt. And so right. um being able to work out at home was a huge game changer for me for that reason. But if running outside is your thing and you like to be outdoors, then go do that and, and mm-hmm. you know, make sure you're in a safe place, you take a friend, whatever. And if, if 
at the same time, if going to those classes with a friend, find a group of people that will show up for you and like to do the same things or go to the gym and make friends. Um, there are so many different ways that you can approach it. I don't think that there is a one size fits all. I think that everybody does need to experiment to find what is the perfect match for them. Whatever you enjoy that you find yourself smiling doing, um, or you just, even if you don't like it while you're doing it, if you see the results and that drives you, then lean into that. That's the thing you need to lean into. And how did you plug into the community? You mentioned there was like a Peloton Facebook group and you would see the leaderboard and that sort of thing when you were when you were in classes. But like someone who's listening, that's like, wow, well, most of my friends and family members, like they're not into fitness at all. And I could really use that community. How would they go about doing it? Yeah. So um, for, for Peloton specifically, there's about a billion different Facebook groups that are kind of like tributaries. They have the official Peloton community page and there's like a half a million people on there. So you can start there to get most of your information. But if you're looking for like lasting friendships, I recommend just searching on Facebook, Peloton, and then whatever you like. Like, for example, there are um, there's a Peloton foodies group that they all just like post all these recipes and all these amazing, like really fancy food things that they do. There's one for people who love wine. There's one for people who knit. There's one for, I mean, if you can oh, think of okay. some kind of hobby, it exists. A Peloton group exists. And then <laughs> go to that group lurk until you feel comfortable and start weighing in on conversations. Doesn't matter what it is, those small groups, that's where you have your lasting conversations with people. That's where you get your friendships. That's where you find your people. Um, and there's also accountability groups that you can find that if, if you say, hey, um, I need to work out every day at 5 p.m. and I live on the Pacific time zone, who wants to work out with me? people will raise their hand. They will absolutely do that. And uh, don't worry if you don't know them because they don't know you either. And they're going to they're gonna be just as shy as you are probably. So they're probably going to feel like they want, they're trying to accomplish the same thing. And before you know it, you will end up having a long lasting relationship. Um, I've been lucky enough to go to the Peloton studio a couple of times. I just went a few months ago since they opened up back after the pandemic. And um, when I went there, I was overjoyed to see so many people standing in the lobby that had never met in real life. And like they were mm. hugging each other and like screaming, screaming whenever they would see each other, like they recognize each other from Facebook. And uh, it just it really filled my heart with joy uh, to see that. I love I love seeing those connections with people. Yeah, that's beautiful. Can you tell us a little bit about your podcast, The Clip Out, and like where people can get more uh, more crystal? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so the website, like you said, is theclipout.com. So anywhere that you get podcasts, if you just search for The Clip Out, it'll come right up. And uh, we talk about everything about Peloton. So it could be what's going on with the instructors. Like I can tell you all the instructors that just had babies this year because there's been like a baby boom over at Peloton. Um, I can also tell you everything going on with the, the business side of things. Um, we get into it. And the best part is I know that talking about any kind of exercise equipment sounds pretty dry. Um, but this is where my husband not using Peloton comes into play because he is a, he has a radio background and doesn't care about any of this. So he just keeps it humorous and makes jokes to, uh, lighten the mood. And, uh, he just keeps it funny. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. All right. So you guys could check that out at the clipout.com. And then, um, and if there is someone in your life that would benefit from a little bit more activity or making some of these positive shifts, 
share this episode with them, send it to them, have them give it a listen, take some of the advice that, that, uh, crystal has given us. And then last thing, what, what about like the clipoutcrystal.com? What's going on over there? You can find, you can find all of like how to figure out who the best instructor for you. There's like 58 different Peloton instructors. Now, when I started with Peloton, there were 13, so they've grown a lot. And, uh, there's a whole bunch of different kinds of instructors now. So if you want to search by, you can kind of get your personality in there. Is, are you a person who's going to choose by music? Are you a person who's going to choose by, like you said, somebody who's going to kick your butt? Or are you going to choose by somebody who's like more chill and they're just kind of like just riding along to good music? Those are very different kinds of instructors. And uh, this quiz will help you figure out who the best instructor for you to start with is. But I highly recommend trying all of them. Fantastic. Well, Crystal, congratulations on your journey and thank you for inspiring other people to to make positive shifts in their life. I, I, uh, I've enjoyed our conversation. I have too. Thank you so much. I really appreciate you having me on the show. So in early 2022, almost out of nowhere, I started experiencing massive changes in my body and mental health. My hair was thinning and falling out faster than ever before. I was experiencing mood fluctuations, I was putting on body fat, losing strength and muscle mass. I was even having a harder time remembering certain people's names and things that I knew I knew. My face looked older and I had more wrinkles and there was a noticeable decrease in my sex drive. And then one of the guests that I had on our podcast introduced me to a product called BioPro Plus that naturally boosts your IGF-1 and human growth hormone levels. If you haven't listened to that episode, go back and check out episode 265 on how to increase HGH, boost libido, and experience 68% better recovery with Dustin Baker. BioPro Plus contains a combination of powerful natural ingredients for boosting HGH, human growth hormone, and IGF-1, like elk antler, tribulus, and shilajit, all in their purest and most potent forms. What's interesting is elk antlers are the only mammalian appendage capable of continuous regeneration. These antlers grow an inch or more per day and have the fastest growth rate of any organ in the animal kingdom. I started taking one glass vial every morning and holding it under my tongue for 90 seconds before swallowing. And before I'd even finished my first kit, I was getting compliments on my skin and how I looked five to 10 years younger. You can even go back and look at some of my social media videos from earlier this year, and you'll see how big of a difference there is. Since then, my energy has increased. I feel more motivated. My libido and sex drive came back. I've been losing fat. I'm stronger and recovering faster from my workouts. And my hair is coming in thicker and it even stopped falling out. If my story resonates with you, I highly recommend you try BioPro Plus for yourself. When you feel it, you'll understand what I'm talking about. And for a limited time, you can save $30 on your order by going to bioproteintech.com and entering discount code biohacks. That's B-I-O-P-R-O-T-E-I-N-T-E-C-H.com and discount code B-I-O-H-A-C-K-S. 